Hello, friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode three of The The Remake Remake Report. Report. I'm Liz. And I'm Nadine. And today we're going to talk about the movie Hairspray. The original came out in 1988, the remake. The remake was 2007, but that was the film more based on the musical and adapted from the film, the original, but... Right, so there was 1988 art movie by John Waters. 2003. Broadway musical. Broadway musical hit. 2007. Film adaptation. <laughs> this felt really fun and refreshing to do because, I mean, I love musicals. Growing up, I was on the stage doing all this stuff with singing and not dancing, but... <laughs> not dancing. No, but, you know, no jazz hands. But um, <laughs> I felt very uh, close to it. It felt good to do something lighter than our last episode, which was Poltergeist, which yeah. was pretty heavy. Yeah. Very scary. Very scary, yeah. So, um, Yeah, right, this well, is fun. This is tons of fun. It's tons of fun, but it also had some serious shit involved, yeah. of too. Of course, of course. Which I kind of forgot. I thought it was a little lighter, but, you know. Let me ask you this before we get too far into it. Do yeah. you remember seeing the first Hairspray? A long time ago, I don't think I ever watched it front to back. Because I could remember bits and pieces of it and kind of the general Ricky Lake character. I just always thought about her Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I thought about it. And I watched it in college, I believe. It was kind of spotty. Yeah, I I know I didn't see it in 1988 when no. it came out because it was not in a theater around me. But uh, in wasn't college, to John Waters in 1988 either. No, <laughs> far from <laughs> or it. Or old enough to watch his films. But when we got to college, then there was art movies and like right. there was kind of a trend of trash movies. Yeah, what is um, this trash? trash. I want to I want to know about the trash. trash. And he was trash is film he king of trash. I suppose a little film bit film festivals, <laughs> cult films. So I think I saw. Then, but my memory of it is was not correct. I think I remembered a movie. It was like in a high school gym and a big dance contest. That wasn't in the original Hairspray, no. so I don't know. I think I saw it. Pretty sure, yeah, in the nineties. But but in a lot of ways, I felt like I was kind of watching it for the first time. Me too. Yeah. Um. It was it was fresh. Yeah. And surprising. I didn't. Right. And when I was... I probably never saw it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of... I, you know, like I said, it's just images and... I probably saw too, so. an ad for it. <laughs> saw a trailer. It's like, I'd I was like, like yeah, I've, I've seen that. Seen, of course, I've of seen Of course, all spray. the John Waters. Who hasn't? Yeah. I definitely know that I saw polyester. Pink flamingos. Pink flamingos, for sure. Yeah. Those I, I again stood out. think I did. <laughs> so when I was planning on rewatching it, I was thinking, and those are so, well... They're so outrageous, and mm-hmm. I was, I was like, what, is, what are the elements of Hairspray that are going to feel very John Waters, and will it be sprinkled with a lot of grotesqueness? Mm-hmm. Um, right, how gross is it going to be? And campy, but it really isn't. It was probably his most accessible film to the uh-huh. broader audience. Yeah, I think there was um, something gross that was in a deleted scene that oh. we can talk about later that oh. was taken out. That would have been a little more gross. Why did they actually pop the zit? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they showed more of that or uh, it's a different thing that I'm thinking about. What I remember most about John Waters is going to the Uptown Theater Mm. and that thing they would play before the movies about not smoking. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do. It was John Waters. What did he say? He was like smoking a cigarette and saying, you can't smoke in the theater, but I don't know how... You can possibly do it. He's a huge smoker. And uh-huh. 
<laughs> you can find it on YouTube. I looked it up and oh, cool. watched it again, and it was really was that like a midnight movie at the Uptown, or was it? It was played before the movies. All of them. Yeah, I think wow. so. Like it was two it. minutes long or uh-huh. something. So that made the most indelible mark on me. Mm. Um, John Waters mm-hmm. wise, mm-hmm. I like John Waters a lot. Me too. He's a he's like the Andy Warhol of Baltimore. Oh yeah. Say. Oh yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. Because <laughs> I <laughs> he's thought I would a, work that in. Right. He's an artist. And he lives in Baltimore, still does, I'm sure. He yep. loves it. Loves his city. Yeah. I did hear that Hairspray was sort of his love letter to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, um, definitely is. I really don't remember if his other movies took place in Baltimore, too. I, I feel like he's filmed his movies in Baltimore yeah. whenever possible. Uh-huh. Or it- you know, his group of actors that he reused so many times, I think those were local people, too. Right? Yeah, they were called the... Dreamland theater troupe, just a band of uh, weirdos. Yeah, that (laughs) did theater. Right. So it's you can't think about John Waters without thinking about those people, Mm -hmm. like Divine, obviously. Should we do a little summary? Do a little summary if you haven't seen Hairspray for a while. I'm sure when you saw this podcast, you just went and watched both movies first, probably, and then then listened to the podcast. Yeah, you'd think. Or are they getting you know solid advice from us whether or not they should watch the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's that too, I suppose. So we'll go through a little bit of a plot summary, just the basics. Yeah, so it is in Baltimore. It's 1962. Um, We've got a plump teenager, Tracy Turnblad. She's full of life. She's a really spirited girl. She loves to dance. Um, And she really is obsessed with this TV show called The Corny Corny Collins Collins Show. Show. And it was a dance show show where you just watch people dancing which was a thing the viewers can call in and vote Mm -hmm. right and like the contest was uh you could vote and one of the girls would be the queen of the auto show which i think is hilarious i love that so it's like a classic car Right. <laughs> show and you'd be the queen of that. For like super funny. Yeah. For the year or for the week. Sure, yeah. I'm for not, that I year. It's just like being a local princess type of thing. Yep. Here in like Minnesota we have the dairy, the dairy princesses and <laughs> like all, all of those um like county fair, state yep. fair. So that's how I pictured it. Yep. So um, anyway, Tracy's like this unlikely, you know teenager to get herself onto a dance TV show and primarily uh, because she's, you know, slightly overweight and she wouldn't fit into the typical character that they would have on the show. But she really, really wants to get on the show. She watches it every day uh, with, with her, her best BFF friend, Penny, Penny who's mm-hmm. so cute. Mm-hmm. This reminded me of so much the premise for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, definitely thought of that because it right. starts out with you're going to win a contest and yes. get on a dance That you show. watch every day after school with your friend and it's so exciting and you're dancing in your living room and very it's a whole dance contest mm-hmm. on girls just want to have fun what did they win i think they would be a regular on the show there was a dance show that they could be a regular yeah on. it was called okay. dance tv oh i don't remember that but i would love to watch that yeah, yeah i i um, want to rewatch that me now too. Me too. <laughs> i loved it let's stop so to now <laughs> so good bonus episode just talking about girls just want to have fun i know I I have watched that fairly recently. Oh, okay. And it's Re- still great it. to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, there's so many movies about like you're training for some dance thing, like mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. You have to do some dance training. So the movie starts out where Tracy wants to get a spot on, yep. the, on her favorite show. 
Yep. The Corny Collins show. The first part of the movie is leading up to, will she get on this show? Yeah. Because she's fat. Yep. And I'm not saying that word in a to be derogatory. And some people just use it now as like, you can say, I'm fat, you know, instead of just like overweight or, you know, just dancing around it. And then it becomes that they're going to try to integrate the show racially. Right. And that becomes the new yes, plot right. like, so of the, the movie. Mid second half is like all about the fact that on the Corny Collins show, is it just once a month? Once a they month, they have Negro Day. Be, yeah. Did you watch American Bandstand when you were growing up? Um, you, I a mean, little bit. It was probably on reruns when we were kids. I, I can't was remember. It all watching. white. I can't remember. <laughs> I think it probably was. And then there's Soul Train. I don't know if they there's if it was separated. integrated. It might not have been. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw an interview with John Waters, and he said he did the movie as a parody of the two most annoying kind of movies, according to him, which was the high school movie and the message movie. So it's it's just kind of funny that it's a satire and it's mm-hmm. um, really funny. And then it's like the serious topic. It was masterful, I think. For sure. Yeah. So of course, there's uh, people who don't like the fact that Tracy wants to get the show integrated, such as um, Amber, who's one of the dancers. And yeah, she's, she's like the star dancer. Yeah. Bratty teen blonde her mother's the producer in the remake in the remake in the original original, she's she's like a a stage mom and it's debbie harry from blondie and her dad is sunny bono i'd like to say too that ricky lake obviously i'm sure people know this but she is tracy yeah in the original i Mm -hmm. feel like that was probably one of her first roles i think it was her first yeah i don't think she was an actor i think john waters had a hard time finding people to audition but she tried out she's like i wasn't self-conscious perfect so she was great yeah Yeah, i don't think she had a lot of experience or anything uh so anyway she's got competition you know with amber and amber's mother who's they're going to do everything they can to get tracy off of the show they hate tracy they hate her Uh, and they want amber to be the princess of the auto show (laughs) yep she's got a win in the end so we can already tell it's going to be those two facing off and their family business um is an amusement park tilted something Uh it's like an uh, an amusement park with rides and yep the family business uh tracy's family her dad has a joke shop which is <laughs> the hardy heart yeah something something like that like it's just funny that it, that it exists cute. and her mom does laundry yep so maybe we should talk about her mom so absolutely <laughs> a very um important character super important kind of seemed like john waters one of his best friends divine mm-hmm. um he's a man who played a lot of female characters pretty radical and pretty cool that john waters cast divine as the mom as drag i was so pleasantly surprised at is that it was drag carries on through the musical carries on through the remake carries on like this just is the character always someone in drag as the mother yeah i mean i loved divine as that then i i didn't love john travolta was the mom in in the remake of the movie Mm -hmm. no yeah we'll have to get to that yeah okay (laughs) Um, so divine is is tracy's mom and then sassy she makes a couple comments about appetite depressants in the beginning she's trying to get tracy to 
lose weight. But it's sort of funny. Yeah. Even though, well, and she takes them too. So I think it's like an ongoing mother daughter problem. They're both overweight. But I, yeah, I don't. And Tracy's not interested in losing weight. And neither. And they're, and <laughs> the dad is being normal. And <laughs> the dad is Jerry Stiller. Any Seinfeld fan is going to love watching this movie. He's so funny. Yes. Hilarious. And he's like, let her eat. But I, I felt like how what they did was so the mom. And Tracy, they're big or whatever, and gets sort of mentioned in the beginning and then kind of brushed aside like it's no big deal. And then it was never really brought up again. And I love that. In the second one, I thought they kind of kept focusing on it. John Waters, he liked big actors. Mm -hmm. And and people would like always focus on Ricky Lake's weight, if she's lost weight or, you know, like an interview. After this film was all about her weight. You're absolutely right. And she was on the tabloids, like, Ricky Lake lost 20 pounds. How'd she do it? Ricky and Lake she's keeping it off, you know, and just like, <laughs> back off on right. the weight. But John Water, like in interviews, he's like, Ricky Lake, I love her if she's big or small. I don't care. And you can just, I can, t- this attitude, mm-hmm. which we it now call body matter. positivity. Right. I think Hairspray, the original, way ahead of its time. Absolutely. And there was this great, hefty girl um, just store. just talented who could do anything. Oh, right. Oh, you're this, talking about the dress store. Yeah. Yeah, there was a store for... Although it was kind of underground. <laughs> yeah, they went there at night. They had eclairs for the ladies who still want the glamour. Um, right, and they've got a few extra pounds, and so what? So I thought there was no shame, like, after, after she kind of got on the show mm-hmm. became a celebrity <laughs> and then she she stole amber's boyfriend yeah goes yeah. after link larkin who's latin yeah. heartthrob yeah of the show and then um, they become a couple yeah and then we don't mention the weight again so we should probably talk about motormouth mabel oh motormouth mabel right so she's she's a cool chick she's um got her own record store She's the one who gets to host the Negro Day. I just loved her character because she was so strong. Her son ends up having a role in this too. Because mm-hmm, um, he is in a romance uh, with Penny. So they have this storyline of, yeah, the interracial couple. They fall for each other. What's Motor his name? I'm trying to. Seaweed. Yeah, right. That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. Okay, Motormouth Mabel. Uh huh. Right, so she's played by Ruth Brown, uh-huh, which there. her title is the Queen of R&B. Really? Yeah, she's an R&B Sweet. star. There's a couple clips on YouTube. You can hear her songs, but oh, cool. not songs that I knew of. Yeah. I mean, the music in the original movie, I love so much. Me too. I loved it so much, I ordered the soundtrack. vinyl sitting right behind you. Yes. It doesn't have everything. It's early soul R&B. There's some Ikeats on there. I loved it. Yeah, I really good job on the soundtrack. really loved the music. Mm-hmm. That's a reason to watch it. Definitely. Well, so Tracy does go to jail. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it, it... So what happens is, and in the original, do they cancel the show to the Cancel Negro Day? Because I, I know, know they, they did that in the remake. I can't remember if they actually said it's over. It does get integrated it, in the end. It does get integrated, yeah. but what kind of sparks it is like that younger girl who's trying to get into the club just to dance with everybody else. Little Inez. And then um, Tracy starts, um, you know, kind of her rally around... Getting, it, getting everything integrated so, for example, that girl could come and dance on the show. So then it sparks up the protesting, and then everyone, like basically the whole black community, 
is going to go protest. Well, they come and protest at the amusement park. It's also the, around the same time that it's getting close to like picking the winner for Miss Teenage Auto Show. Mm-hmm. Tracy gets herself in trouble because she's protesting. They yeah, she gets throw her in the can, arrested. right? <laughs> or, or it's reform school, something. Maybe it was reform school, not jail, because they had a TV and it was like a bunch of girls, Girl, delinquent girls, delinqu- and they were like ironing Tracy's hair yep. because they encountered the beat. And the beatniks told them that it wasn't cool to have big hair yeah. anymore. Yeah, totally. Had you heard this term hair hopper before? No. It was in the movie. <laughs> no, what is that? Just mean someone who's really into hair and making it really big. Oh, it was just an I think actual it might have been a Baltimore a, oh, thing. Baltimore thing? <laughs> so I listened to a bunch of interviews with John Waters, and they're on, on YouTube. There's a lot with David Letterman, where mm. he, he asks him the same questions each time he's on the show. But anyway, John Waters described hair hoppers, and he said that in Baltimore, women were still wearing beehive hairdos in the, in 80s. the 80s. Wow. Yeah, and, and he said that in Baltimore, he thought there was a high tolerance for eccentricity. Well, this makes They me... were called hair hoppers, which I kind of didn't know That's if funny. they made that word up for the movie or... Hmm. But it's it's a funny word. Well, of course, like it makes it. me think about Tracy. There's the scene in the original where she's in school. Her hair's a problem. Yeah. So in the, you, they allude that this has been a problem before. And so this kid sitting behind her and he can't see the board. So he, you know, he can't learn. He's frustrated and he's dodging around her hair. And then the teacher addresses the hair and says, hey, Tracy, this is a problem again and then sends her to detention and in detention like a hair fence again yeah right (laughs) hairdo detention or whatever ricky lake is like so funny i can't help but if he's short yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. how she said that and in detention's kind of like where she meets she meets seaweed detention was like the like a dance party and then they went to the record store motor mouth mabel's record store and there's a dance party in the record store that was the coolest i love ever those were some of the hottest moves yeah right that was great yep they get down to the part of they're picking the winner um so it's basically between amber audience vote yeah tracy can't win because she is currently in the detention hall so yeah they say amber because she's present she won but amber is gonna win because she's in reform school Mm mm-hmm but then in the original, Lil Inez and Motormouth Mabel, Lil Inez is her daughter mm-hmm. also, go to the mayor's house and handcuff themselves to the mayor. Oh, right, right, yeah. The mayor's like, what's going on? And so he makes a call and pardons Tracy. Yep, gets her out of detention, and so she can claim the title. She shows up, and then they also just integrate the show. So now everyone can dance on the show. Together. Together. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so that's basically the original. Not a musical. A lot of music in it and a lot of dancing. So the first movie is very campy. The acting is not naturalistic at all. And when I watched And it's not supposed to be. The first time I noticed that it had two stars on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) So I think people probably started watching it and they're like, this is just a bad movie. This is Mm -hmm. terrible. And the way they act, it's just really campy. But Mm -hmm. if you're not getting that, it can seem bad. And I even found it like a little hard to get into Mm -hmm. sometimes. It's just a lot different vibe than... I think the type of movie we're used to now. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, after people, you know, nowadays people think about it so differently. 
because they're like it's a masterpiece, and and it's yeah, it's one of John Waters, you know, best films or most accessible to people, and it is the most watchable that he's made. Yeah. So I guess we could segue into the remake, two thousand seven, mm-hmm. really based on the musical. I mean, it's yeah. obviously adapted from the film, but I have never seen. The Broadway musical. No, me neither. Have you? Mm-mm. I was familiar with some of the music. Were you? You Can't Stop the Beat. You know that. Okay. Yep. I recognize I nothing. That. I, yeah, I had seen nothing. Uh, that might be the only one I really recognized. Mm-hmm. Seeing them back to back, the musical, it starts with like a drone shot going oh, through yeah. the clouds and under. Yep. I was just like, oh, no, because I had just yeah. watch kind of the grittier right. version that and i have i have it takes me a minute to warm up to broadway mm-hmm. like i don't like it at first mm-hmm. when my kids were little we'd watch clips of frozen before we actually saw the movie and i'm like oh it sounds so broadway it's something that i sort of don't naturally like okay. yeah but then i see the whole movie now i love all those songs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i had the same experience with this where like the Broadway-ness of it hit me so hard. Like, You're like, wow, I got to sit through two hours of this? Yeah, kind of I kind of like, because there's so much music right away, and I kind of wanted to check my phone. But then I, I re-watched maybe like the first half hour, and then I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So I have this little thing I need to get over oh, yeah. before you I be love right a Broadway mind to vibe. know you're watching a, a musical. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a film. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I might have a little bit more um, tolerance for that kind of thing because I did so much of it. Yeah, yeah. Growing up and I obviously not in film form, but um yeah, I I I was actually kind of excited to see the mm-hmm. musical version of it because I was unfamiliar having having never seen it. So I was fully prepared. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a lot of fucking songs uh-huh. and very little dialogue. But there actually was a lot of dialogue and there actually was still, I mean, the story was still holding true to the original. Yeah, they kept a lot of it. Good. Yep. They kept most of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we get a really good sense of Tracy's character really quickly, really early on, um, just with that song, mm-hmm. you know, and her spirit and... Her joie and her, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and her walking through parts of the town and how kind of she's kind of cool with whatever. It was a, it was like a much shinier version of Baltimore than than the John Waters version, but oh, for sure, yeah, and so perfect. Like the everyone's costumes, and I mm-hmm. mean, it was a big production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this probably made John Waters a very rich man. I hope. Oh, I, I'm this musical sure. in this movie, right? Like. Super mainstream. Yeah. Well, I know that the musical in 2003 swept the Tonys. Such a transformation from the original to what they did to make it a musical. Oh, yeah. And like it's, you know, group musical numbers, the Corny Collins show. And the John Waters cameo happens right away. Yeah. Where he, I I just got such a kick out of that. Mm -hmm. He just kind of shows up and he... um, He's a flasher. Yeah. So he just has his trench coat on and he just opens up his, you know, we, we see him from the back, but um, that yeah, was really funny. You actually don't see anything. Just yeah. a really quick <laughs> shot. Yeah. You see nothing but his jacket opening, but. Yeah. He plays a, a flasher in the Just first for like a second. Number. Yeah. And he doesn't come back. I don't remember. No. I wonder what he thinks of it. You know? I don't know. Well, I felt like he signed off on it because he was in it. I got the feeling yeah. that he was okay with how it turned out because yeah. he was willing to. 
yeah, show up for the cameo for a minute. Let's talk about some of the people who play the parts. Yeah. Nikki Blonsky? Is that Tracy? Yeah. She was great, I thought. So great. Really good. I don't know if that was one of her first roles. Maybe it was. Yeah, no complaints there. The, uh, okay, the dad, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. So good. I, I know. I thought that was cast really well. And yes. I, I did read some reviews where they're like, why Christopher Walken? Really? Yeah. Like they thought I it didn't like make any it. sense. And it was like, of course it made sense. He's like kind hearted, kind of fuddy duddy. Funny, you and know, he's like his nerd. tall skinniness yeah. makes a good contrast. Totally. I think totally, and he's totally in love with Edna, his plump wife. So John Travolta plays D- the mom. divine character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plays. But you liked it. You thought it well, was good. I, um, I mean, I was liking it better the second time. I gotta I say, I it. was really worried. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh god, this is gonna be terrible. I, I don't know why I had the feeling that gonna totally be a bomb mm-hmm. um but i gotta say i was pleasantly surprised in pretty much all the performances like yeah. nothing stood out to me where i was like oh this is so bad i was actually fine by the end you know with travolta mm-hmm. being the mom um i thought it was kind of i think it's kind of funny that they did cast him because of his background in Greece, Greece and stuff. And yeah, stuff, yeah, right? and so, yeah, you know, musicals, you know, yeah, dance, and so it was kind of. I think I was cool just it was just jarring to me at first because oh, yeah. he has this like fat <laughs> suit on, but it's also his face, right? A lot and of so I think I didn't know it was going to be John Travolta. Oh, did you know right that, away that it was him? I was like, those eyes look kind of familiar. Wow, yeah, and that mouth, then this plastic face. Right. Just like when someone has like a a lot of makeup going, like if they try to make someone look 90 years old yeah, or, you know, it's, it's always bad. Yeah, it was distracting. They could have just found someone who just is bigger naturally. Yeah. You didn't need to put all the makeup on except making it into a female with, you know. When I was just drag. revisiting on my phone this morning, it looked, he looked fine on my phone. <laughs> like it didn't, it, maybe <laughs> I, I knew what to expect. Well, just, it was so small. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe I was just used to it, but right away I was like, oh, I just, I can't believe. I felt like there was a couple of scenes where it, the makeup seemed like it had shifted slightly too, where I was like, God, I think the left side of his that face was a little makeup. puffier than the it other must side. must be a nightmare to wear. I mean, he was probably oh, up at 4 a.m. getting, mm-hmm. being in makeup for five hours to get this stuff on his face. I don't know. Yeah. How, that's a lot. One thing I'm going to segue into is that the mom character um, has so much more presence in the musical, in the remake. Like there's more of an arc, like coming out of her shell, um, mm-hmm. getting her out of the house. Like you really get more of a sense that, you know, she's more of a recluse and hasn't really gone yeah. into they start the her outside out world um, really in meek. many years. So her daughter has to convince her to go out of the house, to go to the store to get the clothes mm-hmm. to the hefty mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't quite buy it because I, I knew she went out of the house to hang up the laundry was outside and yeah, I just didn't quite buy it, but they started her out really meek mm-hmm. and afraid. And then she sort of became empowered. Uh, yeah, divine was just mm-hmm. kind of uh, kicking ass and taking names right away yeah and playing you know. the agent too which mm-hmm. she, 
she it was surprisingly very natural in like that agent role. Mm-hmm. She instantly was like, mm, "Nope, that's not happening." Yep, we're going to do this, and she had all these like guidelines and rules for her daughter. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I preferred Divine's kicking ass version the whole time. It yeah, was, it was strong it was mom much instead more of like authentic. Yeah, the way John Travolta played a woman, she was so childlike. Mm, totally, and they they made a lot of fat jokes. Yep. When she went to the record stores, she was nervous about Tracy being there or something. And then Queen Latifah plays Motormouth Mabel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, well, but here, why don't you have some ribs or well, something? She's like, Is that braised beef? Or so what they did she tipped say? her with food. Yeah, and yeah, then she can fine because then she can just. She's so eat easily the food and, manipulated right. with food. I didn't love. I didn't either. The like traditional mm-hmm. fat jokes like that. Well, right. We didn't have that in so the they original. Shoved it down our faces. Yeah, in just the kept. Yeah, yep. kept saying, "Oh, she's fat," and that's funny. Right. Just and that's not really funny. No, it's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the whole point of. The original hairspray message was that that doesn't matter. Yeah. And fucking get over it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so other things about the remake. So Michelle Pfeiffer plays Velma, the uh, mother yeah. of Amber, who's the so instead of little princess. Instead of just being mm-hmm. a stage, uh, like a stage mom, she was the producer of the show? Right. She had okay. much more presence yeah. on the Corny Collins show, making sure Corny was... Staying in line with her vision. And Corny was James Marsden. Right. Which when I first see him, I'm like, is it James Franco? No, it's the oh, other. You mix the two it's up? the other James Franco. Oh, the other. Oh, yeah. Well, I never mix them up because. <laughs> but then I looked him up. passion for James Franco. So it's very yeah. clear to me. Yeah, you can say, <laughs> but, well, it's yeah. the poor man's James Franco. I don't know. <laughs> James Marsden was know. in okay. Westworld. Did you watch that at all? No. Okay. Well, um, I thought he was perfectly cast because yeah, he he's, did great. Um, he's nice and cheesy. Yeah. And likable. Great singer. Yep. Yep. Michelle Everybody Pfeiffer? Here. She's a great singer. singer. Michelle Pfeiffer. I love her. And so they but they made her character also like she was the former princess, but she got she she yeah. got there by sleeping with the judges. Yeah, and then she tried to seduce <laughs> yeah. She tried to seduce Christopher Walken. I know. Walken. Poor Wilbur. And he's not having it. That The whole scene was so funny. He wasn't into it. He didn't get it. But he didn't. He could have stopped her. But he was too more. dumb. Like, he didn't yeah. even know what was happening. He's just like, jokes and funny things. Look at this. I mean, or did he know? I don't know. I don't know. He's fine. Anyway, he's- I loved... I thought Michelle Pfeiffer did a great job. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was a perfect villain. And she, yeah, she was just even more unlikable and awful mm-hmm. in the remake, which I think, again, it's just more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Everything was kind of pushed further, but in a more relatable way to the mass audience. Mm-hmm. What are other differences? Well, they didn't, it wasn't the Oh, auto Zach Efron, show. we got to talk about him. Oh, okay. So he was Link? Yeah, okay, he was okay, Link. Okay. And he, how they kind of met more was in school. So that was different right. because she was in her detention which in the remake, it wasn't because of her hair. It was because she was late. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though there was issues with her hair. Like they referenced mm-hmm. that her hair was a problem. But then that particular day was because she was late. She gets in <laughs> detention. She meets seaweed, seaweed and some and- of the same characters. But then she's totally rocking out and learning all the moves in school in that yeah. detention room. Link sees her through the window. He encourages, encourages her to 
audition yeah. to be on the show instead of her just doing that without his. Because she had already gotten rejected oh. by Michelle oh, yeah, right. Pfeiffer. She went down to They're do like the you're audition. too fat, and which I think it was uh, similar in the first one. Like she did the formal uh, audition mm-hmm. and didn't make it in, but then there was another event at a VFW, and she was so good that. Like in the original. Yeah. That, that's like how she got on the show. Undeniable. And then remember, uh, Motormouth Mabel actually chose her to be Lady's Choice. Didn't she get to pick? Like she was kind of like a judge. Maybe. Or something. I don't know. Queen Latifah. Amazing. Amazing. So She's inspiring. So good. I love watching her. I want to hang out with her. I want to hug her. She should just be everywhere. So absolutely loved her performance. Spot on. Mm -hmm. Very good casting. Mm -hmm. Actually, casting overall was pretty good. Questionable on Travolta, but... Like I said, yeah. in the end, I guess it, okay. watching him dance at the end and stuff kind of like won me over a little bit. Yeah, you know what I thought was really funny that he did when they were like in the bleachers and then he sort of had to run down. Uh-huh. And he kind of minced down the stairs in a really funny way. I was like, <laughs> that is really funny how he moved. You know, yeah, you kind can of tell like, he was really trying to make sure he was in character in every thing he was doing, even if it was how he walked down bleachers and like, he yeah, was aware physical side of, his physical. of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. I am glad that they did keep it a drag role. Okay, just like, to just to for, honor the original. Yes, okay. to honor the original because obviously they could have easily picked a female that just sort of embodied that body Who else, type. Though? And Melissa McCarthy. I don't know. Oh yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that. Yeah, like, could have. Um, or even like Christy she Alley. Been a Christy Alley. Christy Alley, if she was, did I say Christy? I meant Christy. Yeah, yeah. She's another person in the tabloids who has gone up and down on her weight. Yeah, so it's all about her weight. Yeah. Someone. Yeah, she could have done that role too. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm glad they picked a male and did the drag thing. Um, that was pretty cool. And, and that's how it is in the musical too when it's on Broadway. Because I was looking up the history of like the people who played the part. And it was a I'm pretty yeah, sure it was a always a male, male actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paying tribute to John Waters' vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, have you been to Baltimore? I have not. Okay. Um, I went there for one day. Just want to give a shout out to Baltimore. I had a great day there what with did my you friend, do? my good friend Beth. We went to this museum, and I wrote it down: the American Visionary Art Museum. And did it's a you museum go to the exhibit. What? So I think there's a John Waters exhibit. No, that's like permanently there. Um, I don't think it's permanent. I think it's very recent. Like hmm. I was reading that that's, it's got a lot of like photography and posters and movie clips and all the stuff. It's like, cause he's done so much. He's, he's done so much. Books. Yep. And, and his comment was like, it took me this long to be able to do this now because he had it to like, he had to see the rest of the world and live, live it out to feel like he could have this retrospective on his entire life and career, really just represent Baltimore in the way he wanted to. Because mm-hmm. um, they're like, why now? You could have done this so long ago. Like, why wasn't there ever a retrospective on you? And he just said it didn't make any sense until now. I kind of think it's happening right now, actually. Cool. So this Run. art museum, mm-hmm. it's a museum of outsider art. I got this mug that says Baltimore, Maryland. There's more than murder here. <laughs> so cool. This is kind of like, I think, represents the kind of sixth sense of humor. Right. Like of Baltimore. Yep. Yeah, we've got rats, roaches, and murder, but we're also like really creative cool, and, you know, yeah. Accepting of eccentricity. Yeah. 
Um, and then we went to a diner called the Paper Moon Diner, mm. which was, you know, art cars we have mm, here. Mm-hmm. Like if you have sure. your car and then you glue a million things to it right. in a certain theme. This restaurant was like that. There was a case with like a million Pez dispensers and then like a million trinkets glued onto every uh-huh. surface wow. possible. I can't imagine how dusty it is, mm-hmm. but it was really cool. And yeah. I just got this vibe of the kind of cool art scene. Mm-hmm. John Waters said that um, he thinks Baltimore is the only place that still has bohemian culture or vibe or something. Like it's it's the only place that it still exists. If you I want to go on a day trip, just I mean, check out Baltimore. Wow. If you're going to DC, sometimes you can get a like mm-hmm. a cheaper ticket if you mm-hmm. go to Baltimore and then you can take the train. So spend a day in Baltimore. Show them some love. Yeah. I think we should talk about the ending of the, the remake too, because okay. it was slightly different. They actually changed the name. It was actually instead called Miss Teenage Hairspray instead of yeah. the auto show. The auto show was not in it anywhere. It was... Which I loved, but in the in the auto, in the original, just a moment about the auto show. Mm-hmm. So when they announced Amber was the winner, they put her in this like tiny space age looking like a fifties car, meant to look space age, like it had a bubble on the uh-huh. top, and she just went around and around in a circle, like on oh, the yeah. dance floor. Right, right. That was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Just a weird, funny moment, which the original's jam-packed with. It's like solid, totally. funny, weird moments mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So it's like some kind of just princess hairspray or something. Yeah. It's like Miss Teenage Hairspray pageant. Okay. You know, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. But um, they worked in the title more, uh, hairspray. Yeah. Did you think that the it was actually hairspray they were using in, in all these scenes? Or do you think that was something they rigged up where it was just kind of like missed? Oh, God. I hope Coming it up. wasn't. Can you imagine? Like... In the Shit. opening sequence, holding down the spray. Oh, for go, like just, a solid minute or two. Yeah, it was just like people in, in clouds. <laughs> yeah, it must have been but a prop. Maybe not, though, because it was yeah. a pretty low-budget movie. Like, what would you rig I up? You know. couldn't. I bet it was real hairspray. But this, like, the first thing I thought of was breathing all that in. Me too. Yeah. That, and then Link was really funny with his uh-huh, hairspray. Because uh-huh. he was like having this really sensual experience as he... <laughs> right, was, right, right, right. I read somewhere that character his hair had spray. like one side of himself was for social justice and the other side of himself was for his hair. Yeah. Like it was yeah. those two things kind of made up the character. He, I thought he did great. And he had some really other funny moments. Like yeah. when they were at the Tilt-A-Whirl at the amusement park and then there was like a protest because it wasn't integrated mm-hmm. and then it turned into a riot. The ladies with handbags were like hitting. Oh, right. And, right. and they hit both of his knees and then as tracy's getting thrown in the paddy wagon he's on the ground like a seal like pulling himself because he can't walk that was a good link moment the end um ends up being a different winner of the pageant mm-hmm. so this is another daughter of motormouth yeah Mabel. So seaweed's sister seaweed's sister. Really... she's young she's like yeah. 11 or 12 or right something. right but she loves dancing and she wants to get on the show, too. Part of this fell flat for me. Uh-huh. The end. Uh-huh. Boating. Inez did a dance, and she won. And that's so. how the show was integrated. I just thought Inez's dance performance could have been so much better. <laughs> like, it was just kind of regular. It was regular. just okay. It was just yeah. okay. I mean, we... And it could have been great. <laughs> so I did have a slight beef 
with that. It could have been a really more mind-blowing... It, so it wasn't about the dancing. I Oh, okay. Yeah, it, was it was probably just more about... About the integration. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But how I cool mean, I like Lil Inez. Vote I and then, yeah. So something I thought about in the remake was I thought they were a little bit squeamish about Link and Tracy as a couple. Mm. Like they didn't really show them kissing and making out kissing. like the original. Yeah, like yeah. in the original, they were just a couple and they're always dancing together. And at the end, they just kissed, but it seemed awkward. And well, then that's how the movie ended. It ended with them finally kissing. Okay, and then it seemed okay. There was this scene where Link is in his bedroom and he has a framed photo of Tracy, and it's like a musical number between uh-huh. Link and Tracy. But she's not really there. She's just a photo, and she's singing. The photo is singing. Yeah, and uh-huh. he's kind of like holding the frame photo and also there's a lot of lines like i like you even despite your weight right and he was holding like on his bed holding the framed photo so it kind of felt like they didn't really want to show them Mm. being physical Mm -hmm. i thought that was weird i didn't good call out their romance was not as good yeah no, I wasn't buying it. Mm-mm. No, it just it just seemed it seemed awkward. Uh huh. And not like they real just chemistry. Friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. Just yeah. Loved each other. Yeah, but yeah, no passion. No, and it was so natural with Ricky Lake and whoever played right. Link. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was making an exception. Like he's into her, even though she's not skinny. Mm-hmm. It's like he was just into her, and that was it. Mm-hmm. There didn't need to be you know a whole discussion of. Yeah. But how can he be into her because she's not as skinny right. as Anne? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, it does. She, he just likes her, everything about her. Mm-hmm. So that scene I didn't like, mm-hmm. that bedroom with framed picture. Yeah, so I guess just in general, I didn't like his character as much in the remake. All right, so let's get to rating these. Mm-hmm. Should we do that? Mm-hmm. What would you give the remake? I actually would give it a remake earthquake. Remake Earthquake. I would say you should see it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you are just curious, if you're probably never going to go to the Broadway musical of it, I mean, that would probably be my first choice Mm -hmm. is to actually just go see it in a theater. Um, But if that's just nothing you'll ever do, I think it's very interesting to see it in a musical form if you're familiar with John Waters' film. Um, I'm glad I saw it. And uh, there were lots of moments where I was super into it and... Liking the music. I think some of the songs were very memorable. Mm -hmm. I've been humming them a little bit in my head. Yeah, I would say like I wasn't loving the remake as much at first. I mean, I wouldn't give it a remake heartbreak. It wasn't bad. And like there were really good performances. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then when I was rewatching it, I was a lot more into it. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of just had to warm up to some things, and I maybe I'd give it a remake, Earthquake too. Yeah, and definitely watch the original for sure. Way to go, John Waters! Right, visionary. Oh my god, so ahead of his time. Yep, throwing it in your face. Get Unapologetic stigmas. Yeah. Yep. So I'm really happy to have rewatched that, or possibly watched it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. And they, then they. Just tied it up in a shiny bow. Shiny little Hollywood bow. Hollywood slash Broadway. But it wasn't a waste of time, and it was it's pretty fun. Yeah, so much went into it. Yeah. And like the sets and costumes oh and my God. colors. And so refreshing. What? Where do you think we're going to go? So we, we talked about know. one that was 
an 80s movie that is a remake. Do you know what I'm talking about? So if we're doing 80s uh-huh. and it's remakes, does the original have to be in the 80s? Yeah. Or can we do an 80s movie that is a remake? Okay, so the remake was the 80s. It's All right, well, there's, there's a possibility. I'm willing to be flexible. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. I guess we'll have to tune in yeah. to episode four and see what we end up choosing. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.